welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I am your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. This week, we watched Rent. <laughs> oh, what a time what it a was. Time. <laughs> um, so, what is your history with this movie? Oh, boy. Okay. So, this movie came out in 2005. I'm pretty sure I watched it on television in like 2006. I didn't really think about it. I mean, it was always like something that I just happened to see. It was like it was kind of like Sarafina mm-hmm. in that I just saw it randomly on TV once and I'm like this is the best thing I've ever seen. I don't know. I didn't really think about it again until I got uh, into musical theater in uni and stuff and then I became director for the upcoming year and when they were deciding what show to do and someone just said it and i was like that one that is the one that we are going to do i accept nothing else right well it wasn't quite like that they had other suggestions but i really just it made sense it made sense to me right and then i discovered that there were so many songs that i actually didn't know about right (laughs) as in the entire musical is sung to so I became director for Rent, and now I have Rent permanently in my head, probably because of how many times I had to look at the Broadway versions. Mm-hmm. So now going back to this, it was a trip, mm-hmm. because it's so confusing. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, so, same, I think I watched it kind of around after it came out. Um, same as like before like a lot of these a lot of musicals that came around that like early 2000s era i just sort of caught on tv and was like oh this is cool and um uh later there was the uh sort of broadway version with the tracy toms in them Mm -hmm. still and that's a like the other version that i just saw and i was like oh i like this better it has a lot more songs and still i was like obsessed with tracy toms apparently because i was just like i just like recorded her Her everything and absolutely nothing else (laughs) so i knew a lot of joanne um so when we did rent um i was like oh yay i want to be joanne and i was joanne and it was a time (laughs) it was a time it was it was a time yeah you know (laughs) an experience Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I rent rent was a lot of things for me. It was my first time directing something, the first time I had been given that much power in mm. something, mm. and I just, I forgot to eat a lot. It was a struggle. Well, I tried to make sure you ate. Like, I know. I, I know. bought you food like every day, like at I the know. end of the day, I'd be like, eat. I know. It was just. I got so focused. Yeah. It was so it was so necessary to yeah. be focused. Um but I, I I look back on it. It was very stressful at the time, but I look back on it really fondly. Mm-hmm. Even if others might not. <laughs> uh, but right. I mean, I live with people that have met through rent. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so like for me it was like I didn't hate the experience. It was a lot. Yeah. And like chaotic at times, but like overall i'm like yeah man we did it we put on a show at the end we did yeah we did 
All right. So, I mean, let's get into this mess of a movie. Okay. <laughs> so, this is, um, if you have listened to our previous episode, thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Um, <laughs> if you have not, this is going to be quite similar to what happened in our previous episode and that we're probably going to end up talking about the way things are meant to be right. and the way things are yeah. in the in the movie because ooh out of order but let's go ahead. So um also since the musical itself is comp- almost completely sung through yeah they turn a lot of the song in between into bits. dialogue yeah, yeah. And sometimes it works. Other times, I'm like, I can hear the song. Why don't you just sing it? It's rhyming. Oh my god! Please yeah, like just, just sing. sing. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, I guess it was just the same time. It Which is. also, so there are versions of no, you laugh, but there are versions of this that are available for purchase on the internet. Mm-hmm. You can find them on YouTube and yeah. also on Amazon. And I think maybe Google Play. I don't use google play but on amazon it's sped up it's sped up and it's weird they speed it up so you lose about six minutes of runtime of the movie whereas on youtube everything so if you purchase it on amazon don't um because it's no it's ridiculous why would you cut down six minutes of a movie it's just a movie it doesn't matter if it's all it confused the crap out of me. We open the movie with the main cast on a stage singing Seasons of Love. Which, Because, <laughs> like, um, okay, so there's a video by Lindsay Ellis um, sort of I critiquing. I to watch that. I it did. It kept popping up because I've watched it, like, a couple times. But, like, yeah, she also mentions it because like in the show it makes sense because they're saying hey a year has gone by here they're just like hey sometimes there are years (laughs) and it's like what (laughs) but uh yeah seasons of love seasons of love so I sang the whole way through watching this. <laughs> well, it was like 1 a.m. when I was watching mine. I couldn't yeah, really. Although weird. I did end up singing a couple of songs. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so because this is a movie, we get cinematic clips of Mark, who is um, kind of... Well, he would be the narrator if this was the actual musical, but right. it's not. So he's just kind of one of the protagonists. One of the protagonists. Sure. And he is on the street. He's filming. He's talking something that he's meant to sing, and he's on his bike, run, uh, riding through the streets. And we basically just kind of he has about four lines of dialogue, and then we go into the song again. Yeah, and like. So, because, like, a lot of his dialogue is, like, like, script speak. Yeah. (laughs) Sort of, like, cut to and, like, zoom in on and so on and so forth. So him saying that while on a bike not filming anything is very weird. (laughs) I don't know why. he. It makes him, like, 
it's kind of like whatever quirky um in the show but like it's kind of like so pretentious in the movie <laughs> i don't know hmm, well Ugh, i guess um <laughs> but rent uh how we gonna pay how we gonna pay how we gonna pay last year's rent it's sort of the exposition uh, scene and see where mark and roger who is his roommate live so mark is aspiring to be some kind of filmmaker he wants to document life as it is xyz roger is his roommate he was a guitarist um in a band i think he was a front man as well and he is not with his band anymore their apartment is uh completely littered with posters of his previous band um also i think there's like an easter egg where one of um the actor who plays rogers whose name is adam pascal's actual band posters are in the movie cute um but yes so we have him but he's not he he's gotten sick with aids I don't know why I said it like that. He yeah, has, he has AIDS. Um, and he's not really... We find out more later on about what his situation is, but right now he's just been kind of holed up in the apartment. He doesn't really go outside that much anymore. Yeah. Um, we also get introduced to Collins, who is a friend of the group. He was teaching at MIT, mm-hmm. and he got kicked out, and he's come to see them for Christmas, but before he can make his way up to the apartment, he gets beaten up um, in an alley, and he gets his stuff stolen. Um, we also get a glimpse of another person who will become plot relevant, Mimi. Mimi is... Um, oh, so... Going back. Mm-hmm. Um, so this entire play is based off of Labyrinth. Right, so, yes. Yeah, that should should have been one of the first things I said. Um, so I read the plot for Level M. It's mostly the same. Yeah. And it's really funny, like, trying... Because, like, as I was reading it on Wikipedia, like, the, the names that are actually the names. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's Maureen. <laughs> no, that's Roger. Not Rodolfo or whatever his name was. But Mimi is the same. Yeah, only one. <laughs> yep. Um, for one line. I know exactly why they kept her name, literally, for that one line. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's based off of La Boheme. And Jonathan Lawson, um, who tragically died before um, the play was actually seen um, mm-hmm. due to a heart condition, um, uh, he was basically living the way that uh the characters live in the play slash in the film sure he was uh working as a waiter at a coffee place mm-hmm. i knew so much history when i was reading <laughs> i don't remember it all now and i didn't look back at it <laughs> they didn't but, do a refresher which is fine no i'm like i'm not in school i don't know everything yeah that's <laughs> that's the one thing like i was thinking about as well like as I, even though I was reading like La Boheme, watching all these other videos talking about Ren and stuff, I'm like, we don't need to be doing homework. 
like we should just watch the movie and be mad about the movie or whatever. <laughs> but like at the same time, I was like, I want to know. I do appreciate though that because this is a movie, you get like all these people burning paper and throwing it out of their windows Which and standing makes on this. Zero sense. I mean, I suppose this is how you beat to the streets. No. <laughs> it it makes no sense because Roger and Mark burn their shit into a can to get warm yeah. as they're saying the lines, how do we get warm, etc. Yeah. And then they throw it out the window. How do you get warm, Mark and Roger? <laughs> because it seems like y'all just want to burn your shit. Y'all don't want to get warm at all. Anyway. But also, since this is a movie and it's it's the song where you're meant to hear more people but they're not there yeah they're not technically there on stage you can sort of forgive it because it's stage but like in a movie it would be really weird to just hear a bunch of people singing and only (laughs) see the two people so i totally get why they do like have a street shot of everyone rioting for some reason but uh, (laughs) also i hate that they cut out like all the dialogue dialogue bits in, in rent like um like um benny speaking to muffy yeah and joanne being like hey it's chill i'm doing your show for you don't eat maureen hey i'm not a theater person all that <laughs> shit like yeah. it's yeah. like hmm, why because <laughs> they're not introduced yet i know but like they could in the anyway, <laughs> yes collins is in an alleyway we get a close-up on a new person uh, who is named Angel. Angel is a street performer, street drummer. Um, and as we will learn in like five minutes, a drag queen. Yeah. Um, but on the street, just drumming, hears Collins' moans of agony, runs over to help, and then takes him home to help him. And I'm like, Angel is such a nice person. Angel is too nice. Like, you just meet a random stranger and you take care of him. Good God. (laughs) You could never in this time. (laughs) It's probably a trap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, imagine, imagine. Yeah. Get it together. But um, this is another part that it's meant to be, like, sung, but they talk and it's annoying, but move on mm-hmm. <laughs> also they kind of just disclose to each other that they both have AIDS immediately. like right off the bat immediately yeah. and I was like okay cool 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 I mean they do that in the musical but Too, in, yeah. in a gentler way <laughs> it's mm. like life support you know for they go to this thing called life support you know for people who are ill and stuff and terminally and what have you I get it yeah I can't deal with this movie already (laughs) but moving forward we go back to roger and mark who are talking to benny benny is a former roommate of rogers and mark who has married into a wealthy family um and he's kind of managing the real estate of the areas that he once lived in Mm -hmm. Um, on behalf of the investors of properties and what have you. And they get into the song with Sea Boys. 
which is not meant to be here. <laughs> it's meant to happen later. Yeah. And, and yeah. Colin they're not even them. there yeah. to make some of the best comments in the damn play. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, you'll see boys. You'll see boys. <laughs> All the runs. I mean, everyone does a run. Yeah. But I feel like my favorite runs were the ones I didn't expect coming out of Alex, who is my roommate, who is <laughs> our Benny. That's why, that's why I made him things. It's just like, he's going to he's gonna do, do the it. runs. He's going to do it. He's yeah. going to do it. It's going to be great. Um, but yes, the, that conversation is basically Mark and Roger questioning Benny's intentions and why he's changed this question and Benny just saying that um, if they will stop Maureen and Maureen was Mark's well Mark, Roger, Benny and Maureen's roommate but also Mark's former girlfriend yeah. girlfriend who is now ex-girlfriend who is currently seeing Joanne mm-hmm. so uh, we'll get into Joanne in a second mm-hmm. when we get into the story but now Maureen is hosting a protest of the people that are trying to convert the tent city that a lot of the homeless live in into a vacant lot. Yeah, I think that I don't know. He <clears throat> talks about cyber arts. It's basically gentrification. Yeah. So basically, they want to just uh, change a- the whole neighborhood get rid of the homeless people make it a little bit more yeah they want to make a cyber studio yeah what is a cyber studio i think they just mean like an internet cafe (laughs) so that's what i've always assumed it was (laughs) just an internet cafe so they want to make it a cyber studio and get rid of all of the people who are currently squatting on the property and benny wants them to convince maureen to stop the protest so that they can all get rich. Like, he, he's trying to say that if this happens, then he yeah, will, like, like, help them out. With my come up, I'll help you come up, yeah. basically. But it's like... And they're like, no, we don't want to sell out, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be struggling artists forever. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much the basis of that song. And so after that... Uh, Roger and Mark go back up to their apartment. Roger, uh, no, sorry, Mark is heading out to try to find Collins, which, like, fair. They don't do that in the play. (laughs) They actually don't do that. But um, Mark is heading out to try to find Collins because also they gave him their key. Like, they threw it down, and so now they don't have a key, (laughs) I'm guessing. Yeah, he just fucking disappeared. He was downstairs, and then he wasn't. Yeah. And in that time, Roger ends up singing the song One Song Glory. Now, One Song Glory is a depressing song. Yeah, he, but, like, he wants to write like the best song ever before he dies. Yeah. Basically. I don't know if it's like the best song ever, but like I think it's like song. a good song that he will be remembered for. Like something to leave behind. Sure. Oh, he literally says that. <laughs> One song glory, one song for the pretty boy from Man who wasted our two nights. 
So during this, we actually get like the flashback exposition that Mark literally says in the play. And it takes like <laughs> two seconds, really. He says, hey, here's Roger. His girlfriend left him. She killed herself after saying, hey, you got AIDS. End of story. Here we get a full fucking montage of him <laughs> and the girlfriend and like her getting the results and whatever. And then we don't really get the exposition that she's killed herself until yeah. later. I think I, I do appreciate the flashback montage, though. Like, not gonna lie. I, I appreciate it because it's some... I, I, I mean, appreciate yeah, the things that medium. you can't get from the play. Right. It's like, a there visual are, medium, so yeah. they needed to do something. Yeah. yeah. There are things that I miss, but I, I will always appreciate them trying to do things rather than just removing things. Sure. Yeah. They do things with it. Yeah. But yes, One Song Glory um, is basically Roger preaching his wants and desires. It's his I Want song. Yeah. Um, do we get I Want songs from Everyone Loves Raymond? Huh. Is Roger the main character? <laughs> I don't think so. It's it's very ensemble but like no one yeah. else gets to want things, I guess. Well, I mean, in terms of music. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking too much about this. So immediately after um, "One Song Glory," we get into "Light Like Water," where Mimi appears practically for the first time. Yeah. So Mimi is this waif of a girl who is 19. She's thin. She's young. She's a drug addict. <laughs> this is a terrible description. Um, she's pretty, and. Light, uh, light my candle is basically kind of them flirting, but not really. It's kind of. I mean, it's mostly Mimi flirting and Roger being like, I guess, but like also, I'd really like to be alone to be like super depressed by myself. (laughs) And she's like, Hey, would you like to fuck? And he's like, No. It's like, I don't leave the house anymore. Yeah, like, like, you only saw me because you were full of me. Yeah. I know you like my candle. So that is basically our proper introduction to Mimi. You can kind of see that they could have something, but Roger is the main one assisting it. Yeah. And I mean, we also got um, in that song that, yeah, that Mimi was a junkie, but also that Roger was an ex-junkie. Yeah. And like, there's a bit where she has like her stash or whatever. And he's like, hey, you should really put that stuff and stuff. And, um, yeah, that comes back a little. Yes. After that, it's the next day. Um, Roger, not Roger. I keep saying Roger when it's Mark. Mark did not find um, Collins, apparently. But it doesn't matter because Collins arrives in the morning. He has brought stuff which is another song that they cut out. Um, but he's he has like a bucket, which is Angelo. 
uh, of things. He comes bearing alcohol and like food, which is nice. Yeah. And then we get into today for you. Oh, this is what, okay. Yeah, yeah, they ask, "Hey, you stuck gold at MIT?" Yeah, he's like, "No, I got kicked out because I was yeah. like trying to protest shit. I was like teaching them about actual reality or whatever." Yeah. And um, anyway, here's Angel. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, nah, it's just no song. Okay, let's just progress to today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> today for you, tomorrow for me. Today for you, tomorrow. For me, <laughs> I I really I've always loved today for you, and it also shows you just how much life Angel has. Yeah, I mean, on stage they don't have her doing jumps. And I mean, stuff. yeah, she's fucking doing parkour. <laughs> she's she's in heels. In heels. It's a wild. I love it. <laughs> Like, on tables, flipping off the walls, just, like, impressive shit. Yeah, so, I mean, the song is, Angel is talking about how um, she came about the money. Yeah. Which is by playing drums until a dog thinks he needs a lunch. (laughs) I'm gonna die. I mean, it's, it's taken straight from La Boheme, which is um, the angel character or whatever is plays the violin or the flute or the something until a parrot kills itself or runs away or something mm-hmm. of those kinds. So this is just more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I do appreciate just how fun it is. Also, this is when you'll see boys was meant to happen, but now it it's already happened, so it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> but also because now it's the next day and yeah. not that same night. Yeah. Which is what I thought happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just that like Collins got beat up and was away for like forty five minutes and then came back. Yeah. That's what I thought happened. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> If that's what we're going because at, because Mark doesn't have to go look looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. We have today for you, and then Mark goes off to help because it was kind of established previously. Also, they add in some lines, so there are phone calls that happen. The boys never pick up the phone, mm. except one time. But there are phone calls that happen that are also songs, and because they cut out the phone calls that are songs. It means later on we don't get the answering machine song, which is devastating. <laughs> which is a very good song, but yeah. But I digress again. So it's been established that Mark was going to help Maureen with her sound system because it was messing up and she knows that Angel does sound stuff and wants him to have course because Mark is not over Maureen despite what he says he goes to help her yeah and unbeknownst to him when he gets there Jolene is there yeah she's like hey no 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 I called an engineer 
I don't know why the heck she called you. I told her not to. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I'll go. And she's like, no, I need to actually go to the bathroom. I'll be back to right now. Okay, you sleep. <laughs> and so Joanne is the daughter of, so you don't get much. Um, we don't get her. I mean, we don't get much of anyone yeah. as much, which is weird. But yeah. yeah. Um, Joanne is the daughter of, of she's, she's a lawyer. And she is also the daughter of lawyers. I mean, I think both of them are. I know at least one of them is, is, is lawyer. Is lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> is a lawyer. Um, lawyers are attorneys. I can't yeah. remember specifically. But uh, she is that she's pretty well off as well. That's what we kind of go later on in the movie. But she has a bit of money. Um, but that's Joanne. Uh, we'll talk about her later. So they have this discussion and then we get into Tango and Alicia. Which is like one of the best songs. I, like I'm not gonna lie. Enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy that song a lot. <laughs> it is one of the best songs. Like, the lesbians get the girls. They know how to do it. Like I told you, Joanne. <laughs> I love it. Um, but tango morning. Gotta dance till your diva is through. Like, it's just a really good My morning. It's, it's fun. But also, like, which is going back to my point of how much they cut out of this movie. Yeah. They just insert a tango scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, with, like, 20 other people. Yeah, there's, like, just that, there's a bit where um, Joanne drops Mark and then he transports <laughs> into a dance place, which always reminded me of um, Cheetah Girls 2. <laughs> the t- Cheetah Girls 2 tango scene as well. Um, but yeah, they do like a tango uh, with like 7,000 people in the what hall. It reminds me of, have you ever seen that movie with Antonio Banderas where he's trying to teach his nurse and children <laughs> how to... <laughs> yes! <laughs> and you know, like, there's this one point where these two guys are dancing with like one girl. And yes! Like, that tango yes! scene. That tango scene. <laughs> but they never do that. Yeah. But I was just, I just, I was just waiting for it, like for both of them to dance with one accord. <sighs> no, <laughs> <laughs> that happens, but it turns out Mark is just daydreaming, like not daydreaming. He has a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> but and during the song, so basically, Tango Morning is them. It's like they're sparring, uh, verbally, because yeah. she's like initially saying like oh i'm very confident in my relationship and he's like oh okay has she ever done this and ever done this like has she ever given you any sort of reason to believe she's cheating or whatever and um towards the end uh joanne's like oh shit is she cheating on me oh fuck they end up fixing the uh microphone issue maureen calls and i'm mad about it because she only 
this whole thing happened because she just wanted to say Diet Coke. And that's it. There's no other time she uses that line. Month leaves, and we get introduced to Life Support Group, which has always been like one of the more touching bits of the play to me. I feel I don't necessarily feel like I got as much from it, probably because I'm seeing less from the main three in the play. Um, well, it's not less attractive. It's just, I don't know, it is a little, it does feel a little different. Yeah. But, life support. Uh, Angel and Collins are there. We get introduced to a few other people in the group. Mark arrives and makes a mess. And he, again, just talks through the things <laughs> that he would have done. And I'm like, it's just, it's so easy. Just, just put music under that. And it's the same thing. Like, you could have. You could have. It wouldn't have changed much, but for those of us who know, it's enough. <laughs> but no, no. They decided to just, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just, look, I just, uh. Very nice approach to it. Forget the regret I failed to make. Mimi, in the club that she works as, as a stripper, yeah, singing out the night. And like, I seriously think that they don't necessarily like this scene for some reason, but I don't get it. Oh, out tonight as a whole, or? The, specifically the scene when they're in the strip club. Oh, I see. Um, I never really thought much of it. Same. But they haven't done anything yet. I um, mean, what did they want her to do this week? <laughs> Okay, so I have a habit sometimes when I'm near any kind of rail mm -hmm. to just kick through one of them and go, <laughs> what's the time? I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, like I literally do it every single time I'm near a rail. I kick through one of them and go, what's the time? So did they want that for her? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh this is not gonna make it through this <laughs> I don't think um, I don't know I think I think it was something about her dancing uh, about the dances that she was doing which I mean I don't like I haven't been to many strip clubs so I don't know what happens I mean it's a, a new uh, what? <laughs> I don't know I don't know whatever um, but yeah let's go pop up on you yeah. and you're either you're like one of two people it's either what's the time or what time is it oh. <laughs> i don't know which one i kind of fluctuate yeah I but fluctuate between the two as well. oh god 
but yes, Alex Knight tracks Mimi as she's in the club. She leaves the club. It's basically talking about how she just wants to live life and do whatever she wants. And she's like, no, I'm dying for him anyway. Gotta <laughs> make the best of it. And she's just like, and uh, yeah, it tracks her all the way to Roger's apartment where she has left a note on the window for them to meet brunch, but he just ignored it, basically. Yeah. So now she climbs the fire escape and comes in through his window. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Jesus. And he's just, I love that he's just he's just looking at her as she does it. It's like he does this like weird little half smile, like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she comes in through the window and like clears off his table as like sliding across the table <laughs> towards yeah. him and he they, they kiss for like a second and then he just immediately it goes into the next song which is happens in the play like thank god yeah it goes into, it's, <laughs> it's like who do you think you are kind of thing i'm not a good son little girl hey the door is that way yeah she's like hey come on let's get high and he's like no i don't wanna leave me the fuck alone and she's like no but like life is like super short and we gotta like live the best way and he's like bitch get out of my house (laughs) it's it's a really fun exchange but then it ends with her like down there um down in the street and like all his friends come up towards her and they're all singing, no day but today. And he's like, no, another day. <laughs> and like, But it's really weird because like they hug her. And like, obviously they have no context for what's happening. Well, I mean, the thing is, Angel hugs her. And it was kind of hinted that they have a friendship. Well, um, yes. But like what I'm saying is like, it's like. They have no context. They have no happening. context for what the com- what, like what the argument is, but it's very much framed as if he's in the wrong. Yeah, and it's like he just doesn't want to get high. <laughs> like he doesn't want to sleep with this nineteen-year-old. He also doesn't want to relapse. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Maybe he has his reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't be yelling that loud, but still. Yeah, he is really aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so this is another thing where in the context of the play, it's fine. Because in the play, Mark, Angel, and Collins are still at the life support unit. But they're just kind of singing contextually the same thing that Mimi is saying. But it's not the same thing. Because they're singing uh, No Day But Today, like just sort of, yes, live your life to the fullest, but also like, you know, just be optimistic and da da da. Yeah. And she's just like, hey, let's just like go crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're singing the same thing, but in context, not really. Yeah. But here it just makes no sense because it's just like, oh, we need you to sing backup vocals <laughs> for this scene. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Yeah. It's Christmas now, on this day. Mark opens with, so about last night to Roger. And he's like, no, forget it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Do do you know what happened? Did Mimi tell you? Are you apologizing for sticking up for me? Is that what you were doing in the streets when you were singing? 
Because he, he's basically just like, nah, forget about it. I'm like, forget about what? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have an argument? Did you have a talk? <laughs> what happened? Will I is one of the shortest songs. Short in that sense that there aren't many words to it. Yeah, it's around. Yeah. So like they could have just done it forever. the stage version of it I I just feel like voices aren't the same um, so it doesn't feel as full as it could feel Yeah. because you have like two people I love Beyonce um, I guess I'm, I'm slowly becoming more snobbish <laughs> about my references it is, but no I just it happens It is very, very pretty. Also, Mark stops filling the openings in his life. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's smooth more of a transition uh, than anything uh, because Roger shows up at the post with the Hug. massage. And he's there, and you're like, oh. But also, he's not there in the sense to be there. Like, he sings the song. Well, yes. He yes. sings the song. In- the show, he's also singing it, but he's singing it from his balcony yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, but he he sings the song. He's not meant to be the life support character because now he's in Santa Fe because he's there in the scene. So now he's there with them as they're traveling, and I just love that they're on the subway, and because he's not meant to be in the scene, yeah, he doesn't necessarily have lines. They give him one. But for the most of the time, he's just sitting there and not singing. Mm-hmm. And I love his face because it's just like, I hate everything about my life. I, I love you deeply, but what is happening? <laughs> just the fuck I can't yeah. actually deal with this. He yeah. looks so like bored and zoned out. And I love every minute of it. And of course, you know, it's a beautiful moment for Roger. It's like, um, my God, but Santa Fe. So after the life support meeting, they get on the subway. Um, to somewhere. Streetlights mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And they do the whole Santa Fe in the subway. Mm-hmm. It might be the musical number. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Also, the who the fuck do you think you are? happens before Santa Fe when they just get out of the life support meeting. Yeah. And that's meant to be a song. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically he's like filming a homeless woman and she's like she's getting hassled by the police. Yeah. Because of him. Yeah. And like uh she's like, Hey, but my fucking tragedy's not your entertainment or whatever. Yeah. And then Okay, artist got a dollar, and he's like, 
<laughs> and she's like, didn't think so. But, like, she's not wrong. No. But that is why we transitioned into it being, like, I don't know, some sort of setting. It's like, New York City. Center but, like, of the universe. They transitioned to a different place. So, between that exchange, yes. there's a whole walk to the subway, past the turnstile, downstairs, mm-hmm. and then Angel's like, Anyway, New York City. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, did they walk there all contemplating that scene? Just like all thinking, damn, that was was a lot. That was a lot. And then they get down there and Angel's like, "Mm, New York City. Everyone's really tense. So let me just sing this song. (laughs) Isn't this wild? But it's, it's a fun scene. I think it's one of my favorite things in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just also because it's a contained space. Mm-hmm. So it limits what they can do. So it feels like something you could do yourself. Something I pressed down and tried to push. Mark has to go and help Maureen uh, set up for the show. And drags Roger with him. Because Roger doesn't have to be there. Um, <laughs> I keep saying, because he's not supposed to be. Um, but we get into the next step after Santa Fe, which is. Oh, sorry. Santa Fe is about them trying to. Uh, dreaming about living a better life. That is the premise of Santa Fe. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're like, yeah, New York sucks. We can't live anywhere else would be paradise. Like, essentially. But yes, we get into Alcatel, which is. Angel and Collins declaring their love for each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, this is where Collins gets his quote because they cut out the entirety of Christmas bells. And I'm not blaming them. That song is fucking ridiculous. <sighs> no, wait. They, yeah, because they cut out the Christmas bells that happen before, yeah. like after this. But wait, if you hate that song? I don't hate Christmas bells. Oh. I love Christmas bells. Okay. It's just ridiculous oh. to do, to try to achieve. Like, when I watched the Broadway for the first time and I heard Christmas bells, yeah. I just went, oh, no. <laughs> because of how many moving parts there yeah. were. And I was like, do we even have enough people to do this? Because, you know, some people are stronger than others. Yeah. And some people will hear someone singing something else and, and just do that. And be able to do their thing. Yeah. And some won't. So I'm just like, I don't think this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but, but yeah, they sing. With a thousand naked sleds, I'll come in. With a thousand naked sleds, I'll come in. With a thousand sweetest sleds, I'll come in. With a thousand sweetest sleds. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> or not is it still a harmony but i realized it's in unison and it was too late so it's fine um yeah it's 
shot. Fairly boring. Yeah. But it's funny. They're just walking down the street. I know. It's just like, <laughs> not cute enough for me. Like, they're <laughs> cute, and that's cool, but like, cute and it is more up. Like, I found Santa Fe more interesting. Mm. It was. Well, I mean, yeah. They're also dancing Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, thinking about it, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, this is kind of when Christmas bells in the movie would have happened. Yeah. I mean, they were okay in the movie. Yeah. But again, we don't get much of Joanne. <laughs> That's fine. I think Joanne was just... Also, this kind of plays more into her thinking that Maureen was cheating on yeah. her. Like is basically her on the phone with seven different people. Yeah, I mean it's really fake, but mm-hmm. um, during that whole conversation, she's like, "Wait a minute, you're hanging out with the model? Excuse <laughs> me, I'm coming." <laughs> um, the but like this is like yeah, building up her jealousy. Yeah, but we don't necessarily get yeah. that. Um, so instead we skip all of that and go straight to the uh, show. I mean, what Christmas Bells was meant to happen, we kind of get a piece of it in that Roger sees Mimi dealing with a drug dealer oh, right. that um, he previously dealt with. And, and then get... he speaks the police <laughs> <song> again. <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off so much. It really does. Um, but yes, so I mean, it, it's good. I think if for anything that you watch the Broadway show, it's just for Christmas Bells. Mm-hmm. Christmas Bells is so good to look at mm-hmm. and like try to pick that like, you could listen to Christmas Bells three times and listen to different, different people. Parts. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, some of my favorite things just don't happen. So, like, we don't get the interaction with Colin saying that the woman stole his coat and stuff. Yeah, it's like, like that was his Oh, yeah. The one that um, the woman was saying that he was her one. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, but yes, Maureen's show. So this is Maureen's big protest for cyber arts. Yeah. Um, everything. Ben Benny has police on standby because he calls it the police. Um, I mean, he says that earlier because, yeah. like, um, they ask, "Why don't you just?" Um, why don't you just call the police when he asks them to ask Maureen to s- just stop it? Yeah. And he's like, well, I did, and they're on standby, but I'd rather, like, the investors would rather this happen quietly. art it's not it's it's sort of it's a play within a play thing yeah where i feel like they were doing some real experimental shit in the 90s and that's just how like the bohemian lifestyle 
and I was trying to express this well, this abstract term, what have you. I'm not an artist in that sense, mm-hmm. so a lot of the things, I, I kind of got what she was saying. Yes. Cool. But Still not good. <laughs> <laughs> it co- it's difficult to explain what Over the Moon is about because it's, it's so... I mean, she's basically making commentary about how... Yeah. They it's it's char- want their character com- commentary. Yeah, of like how they're they want to be free and live life and like enjoy shit. But um, cyber arts, Cyberland and <laughs> Benny um, want to like ruin shit and want everything to be corporate and like it's about the gentrification. Like there's and then a we lot about a cow. Joanne like uh, operating this office. Yeah. And okay. this sound table. Yeah. Also up on the... Why would you put it up on a platform? I don't know. <laughs> I really... I mean, I guess for the spot. Yeah. It's just so much equipment uh, to put up there. I know. And, like, like, to have her be the only, like, her stage manager. But, yeah, like I said earlier, uh, she only uses that mic for literally <laughs> the line Diet Coke and that pisses me off because it was like you couldn't do without it girl really really if she used it more i'd be like okay fine it was very integral to her whole thing Mm -hmm. and having making joanne endure being with mark was maybe not worth it but kind of justified it is not she is an artiste wants and needs Ugh. and so <laughs> whatever <laughs> anyway the show happens and it breaks out into a riot yeah she encourages people to move and also like watching it live with other people everyone just starts moving instantly yeah. like you know it takes prompting in the movie yeah everyone just immediately it's just like a wave of me yeah <laughs> yeah so it breaks out into fighting it's the police's fault, not gonna lie. But it's always the police's fault. Um so uh people start getting taken, someone grabs angels, Matrice Collins starts fighting, Angel breaks away, and Mark is filming the whole thing and not doing well. But uh Roger, Angel, Mimi and uh Collins end up running off. They congregate at outside of the cafe. Mark's not there. They meet up with Maureen and Joanne. But Mark's not there. And they're like, I don't know where Mark is. Let's just wait for him inside. And like, if you were watching this for the first time, you think it might become something, but it literally doesn't. It doesn't. He just shows up in like five yeah. minutes. It's that he'd, if he was selling the footage, I guess. In yeah. Time. Um, and... Yeah, I think Maureen says something about like people getting arrested. Yeah, and they don't, and they're like, "Oh well, it'll be fine anyway. Let's go into the cafe." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, I think it's oh, because I... Joanne said they can only hold them for a short time, right?" So I was like, "Well, all right." <laughs> yeah, like nothing we can do anyway. It's fine. And um, technical, like in the show, Joanne's not a part of this. 
like part of like the restaurant or whatever they're yeah. packing she stayed back to pack down the equipment oh i see okay yeah, she stayed so. back to pack down the equipment and also that's when they get informed that people got arrested right when she appears when she appears yeah i guess so yeah so in the movie she's just there also there's them. not a riot <laughs> before what in the movie no, i mean in the show in the show the riot happens afterwards. Yeah. So when they go to the cafe, there's no reason. They, like, they it, just, they're fine. Yeah, it, they like, just leave the show with a bunch of people. I was like, we'll go to the cafe. And then Joanne appears after she stayed back to pack. And it's like, no, people are losing their minds. They're just going around mooing. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, man. But, <laughs> but yeah, in the, um, in the movie, it's just sort of, they, we see the riot happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, okay, so, yeah, they're coming into the rest of the cafe, and um, the right waitress is like, oh, please, please, not tonight. Like, we have some, like, like real, cus- real paying customers. Like, and it's we... another part that they talked about. Yep. And um, Hungry, I was, I was literally waiting for it, but we didn't have it. Yeah, I know. I was like, that, <laughs> like, it's not. No, please no, nothing that please no. Can't you go? Nothing that please don't can't have a scene. <laughs> yeah, like it was it like it's right there. Yeah. But okay. Um, but yeah, um we Angel in the movie is like, Hey, I got money. I'll yeah. pay for whatever it is that we're doing. He's like, Okay, fine. But like don't mess up the restaurant. They're like, Hey, do you wanna like put these <laughs> tables together? And I'm like, You guys are so chaotic. <laughs> Like you're those people. Yeah. God. Like, ew. <laughs> um Lolly Bowen. Lolly Bowen. Also, that song has it has commentary about a lot of things, but also names a lot of people. Yep. That it song names a lot of things. That song helped me on a trivia question. Oh really? About Vaclav Havel. <laughs> because I was like I started to, when I was doing the research for Ren, yeah. I was looking up the names of people that I didn't know about. Like, yeah, I knew a lot of these people, but I was like, who's Vaclav Havel? Oh, he's a poet. Oh, he became president for being a poet? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he was well known enough that when he ran, he won the thing. Wow. Like, shit. Um, okay. So I mean, was- I always have the line... So, um, I watch Miss Mabel and mm-hmm. Marvelous Miss Mabel and, um, there, I think it's just a running thing. Like Lenny Bruce appears mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, okay. Well, and like, whenever I hear the name, I, they go, oh, Lenny Bruce. And I'm like, oh, thanks to me. you. <laughs> Every single time without fail. Uh, the one that I remember most often is. Uh, which one is it? Two handcrafted beers made in the Koreans. Together, together, for rice and beans and cheese. Sanchez and Maya and Shirley. It's such a fun song. Yeah, it is. It's fun. It's them just being like, this is a bohemian life, baby. <laughs> let's, let's live it up to bohemia, I guess. Um... And it's kind of dropping La Boheme mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So, cute. Like, hey, 
pay up pay homage yeah to many different things oh yeah and in the middle of it like mimi's like you invited me here because mm-hmm. he does invite her there and like kind of ignores her i mean it's we don't really see it in the movie they don't really make a point to show us that he's ignoring her yeah but she's like hey you invited me here and you're ignoring me and mm-hmm. he's like look and she's and then her azt thing um his, alarms his, his goes his, off oh and she goes azt break you me you which doesn't make sense, but okay. I think he means it in like a, oh, me. I get a, it. It's kind just, of a thing where it's just yeah. like. It sounds very dumb. <laughs> I mean, if you just listen to the soundtrack, but at least here he like nods a little bit. It's like, yeah. Yeah, me. It's <laughs> like, what are you saying? Yeah. And they go off and. I don't have to sing hide my sleepiest. HIV status from you. <laughs> And then they sing the sleepiest of songs. <laughs> the sleepiest. Yeah, because it, it comes right after a really big high. Yeah. So that it ends up just being like, what is happening? Also, then I don't listen because like my brain is like tuned to like high energy at this point, and mm-hmm. then they're just like, I shut down. I'm disaster. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like. <laughs> Can you just like also in the in the movie they go out in the snow and I'm just like aren't you both dying right like can you not expose yourself to the snow like you're wearing nothing yeah you came in in coats yeah where are they and then they go back in to kiss which okay. <laughs> and then everyone's like hey and then they break into La Vibo MP which yeah. to me. Makes zero sense in the context <laughs> of the movie. They're, I'm like, were they? Did, what happened in between when I should tell you happened? Because it's fine. The oh, like in the show, they break out into B because Joanne comes in and is like, yeah. "Hey, people are riding and they're mooing and this is dope." Yeah. But like here, it's just <laughs> them kissing that prompts them to be like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> Okay. Also, we kind of get a glimpse of Maureen flirting with a random person, and also she kissed Mark at the be- in the movie. Yes, she kisses Mark um in the beginning when they get into the. Also, I love thing. Anthony Rapp's face. Just sometimes, like sure. no, because when she kisses him, mm-hmm. he looks love struck, mm-hmm. and I was like, acting. acting. <laughs> But I just, I just love his face. He looks just so innocent yeah. about a lot of it. And I'm just like, Aww. you're meant to be a New Yorker, Maureen. Aww. You can't have that. He's a bleeding heart. It's so Bohemian bad. Artist. <laughs> but yeah, La Vibo and B happens. Viva La Vibo and mm. uh, And... Then after that, we kind of, this is when an intermission would happen. Mm-hmm. But we go straight into the second act, which is, mm-hmm. yes, we, we have um, seasons of love be. Yeah, where we would have had seasons of love. Yes. Yeah. Because 
this so in the play <laughs> so in the play yeah like i said earlier by the time seasons of love be happens many other things have happened sure and it makes no contextual sense since the i'm getting ahead of myself it's fine so yeah in the in like i said earlier in the show seasons of love happens for them to be like time has passed yeah. you went to intermission now we're back time is a thing yeah whatever like, during the second half a year is gonna pass by yeah this is this is what like we did the first act for like two days yeah now, so now like, in the span of this act it's mm-hmm. gonna be like a whole year or whatever yeah um but no anyway <laughs> we got seasons of lucky and then we have new year which doesn't what isn't a song right they don't sing happy new year no they don't sing they can talk the lines again also very disjointedly right because <laughs> yeah. like it i remember like being confused because <laughs> some of the dialogue from the happy thing new happens year. way later yeah um so like the benny part happens way later mm-hmm. and i'm like but Um, yeah they they basically because they didn't sing the song mm -hmm. they're basically talking about uh mark's footage and how he's getting contacted by this company called buzzline and he's just like buzzfeed buzzline (laughs) (laughs) buzzline about um him becoming an employee of theirs Mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to sell out and become like some corporate um like yeah he doesn't want to yeah he doesn't want to sell out he doesn't want to make money for his art (laughs) because that would be selling out um i mean also i mean i guess it's not quote unquote art to like it's not art to like film sensationalist stuff yeah. but also you need to pay rent homie yeah get it I, together I, they kind of portray buzzline as kind of like a tabloidish kind of a thing yeah um eh. but we have it's it's new year's eve mm-hmm. new year's night morning um and they get to their apartment they're all dressed up most of them and they're locked out Rather than using boat cutters, um, Angel gets a trash can and like knocks the padlock off, mm-hmm. and they get in and find all of their stuff it's is gone. gone. Yeah. Now, according to Joanne, they're technically squatters; they can't be evicted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> but now they probably are going to need Mark to take that buzzline job. Yeah. If they want to get their stuff back. So Joanne, Helps. Maureen, yeah. and Mark head to Buzzline's corporate building. Yeah. Uh, Joanne is a lawyer, so... She's helping him negotiate. Yeah. Um, And Maureen's there, and then kind of flirting with the receptionist. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they agreed to get, like, Mark, like, some $3,000 per, like all the footage for all the footage like per every time he yeah it's on commission on commission that's the that's yeah. the word and um which is good money yeah <laughs> but okay mark um so yeah they are 
like, yay, let's celebrate or whatever. And um, Joanne's like kind of pissed because obviously she saw Maureen flirting and she kind of confronts her. And, oh, God, I remember. It's just, (laughs) I, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, she confronts her and Maureen's like, oh, I'm just talking. I'm just being a friendly, uh, like, chill. And Joanne's like, like, oh, dude, I can't do this. And she's like, what do you want? Tell me. I'll do anything, which is part of the dialogue that would have happened in Happy New Year, but that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And Joanne's like, I just want commitment. And Maureen's like, is that all you want? (laughs) You should have said, I commit to you, of course. And then proposes to her. And I was like, ah, no. (laughs) Not, don't go there yet. See if you can commit without being committed yet. Like, you know, like, it doesn't seem like the wisest decision uh joanne you deserve better and (laughs) poor mark is there watching this woman that he loves propose to someone else right after he just got kind of a win but like also he's not happy about his win because Mm -hmm. it's quote-unquote selling out so it's maybe the worst day of his life (laughs) (laughs) um anyway commitment ceremony between maureen and joanne yeah Oh boy. Which, again, like. <laughs> it's an engagement party, technically. Yeah, I guess. But, like, in the show, that's not what it is. <laughs> they're just, like, they're working on a show or something. Yeah. And um, Joanne's meant to be, like, she's like, no, say this. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. And then they fight yeah. over that. But in the movie it's because maureen starts question i don't know if she's flirting but she's super friendly with she's drunk as well yeah like she's been knocking back the champagne yeah and she's like sort of flirting with a caterer waiter and joanne's like really here now today for real (laughs) In front of my parents and, and your, your parents, parents <laughs> and everybody we fucking know, and then break out into like an actual fight. Well, yeah. an actual fight, an actual argument. Mm-hmm. And Maureen's kind of like, I didn't piss my nipples because I grossed you out. Mm-hmm. I didn't do all this cool shit because you don't want it. And um, says, Hey, I'm like, like hot, and people flirt with me all the time. I can't help it. I want to flirt back. Also, I mean, I'm like free and I'm like an artist, dude. Get it together. I just and appreciate that they kept. There will always be women in rubber flirting with, with me. <laughs> will there, Maureen? Will there? And then, um, yeah, Joanne's kind of like her counter to that is like, hey, I'm st- like, I'm structure. <laughs> you, you knew this when you met me. I'm not part of your like free bohemian despite the fact that she's in la vie bohème which also makes sense that doesn't make sense that she's in it in the movie she's like not part of the you know the yeah and um she's bohemian by proxy yeah she's just (laughs) she's adjacent to it but like 
so like she's saying like hey i'm not part of that like free shit like i i like structure i like rules mm-hmm. i like things to be where they meant they're meant like, to be i like enacting change but by degrees like yeah not what you do <laughs> yeah and um they were both kind of like you knew me when you met me yeah except who you met and yeah yeah take me for what i am who i was meant to be and if you give a damn take me baby believe me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um it's a good song it is (laughs) it is take me away from you baby yeah the end of the song basically breaking up in front of everybody and then mark's parents or is it it's it's it's, um maureen's parents yeah maureen's parents like when are you guys gonna get back together and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) can you not see that she's toxic as fuck (laughs) you want that for your son i mean for like your whatever you know anyway um but yeah then that's when we go to mark and roger's apartment yes and benny is there with like a tenement agreement kind of a thing so that they can live there rent free um but then he's like make sure you get the suntan this was meant to take place in happy new year Mm -hmm. so it's like they would be locked out and then benny was supposed to arrive and open it for them and what have you but that's not what happened mm-hmm. um but here in the movie it's the next day it doesn't matter <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just it's weird yeah benny's out to be like you can live here rent free mm-hmm. um like you know just yeah you can do you want to take do you want to film this and that's when mark's like actually i have a job here's a check for the rent and um i am curious about how much of that ten thousand dollar that was in benny hill's room yeah like true. how much of rent true uh, but also they were behind on that yeah. so um and all and then he says his mind was changed by mimi mm-hmm. who when they had dinner or whatever yeah. um and then roger loses his mind <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't like explode but it's just like oh so okay and he goes off into the corner and Mimi's like just you know Benny wasn't anything he's like I don't care I'm like you clearly do <laughs> like I thought I, th- I okay I interpreted that I don't care as I don't care if he wasn't anything okay. you still had dinner with him and so I'm pissed yeah because what the f- what what <laughs> Roger what <laughs> But yeah, he's like super jealous and angry, and they break up. Also, I'm just wondering when. When did they have the? Because it was New Year's. Yeah. When? Because she was with them for New Year's. Did she? Oh right, this is literally happened in seven days between seven days. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I guess it would have been the day after. But he still. But he still locked them out yeah so he locked them out and then did Mimi have dinner with him that night and then did he come to 
I honestly don't yeah. know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. But yeah, they break up and then Jason goes out with a kayak in the woods. Because <laughs> it's another, I don't know, I just, it's another sleepy song. And it's a montage of, I was about to say Rosario, no. Mimi. <laughs> Mimi relapsing, which I'm assuming we're meant to get that while she was with Roger for the seven days she didn't see him. Mm-hmm. But then, but I think I think it's because it's it's a lot of time passing. So it could be that she tried to get off, but then she relapsed, and then she tried to get off again, and she keeps relapsing. And yeah, like she tries I mean, to it gets over. to a point where she is. Like, really trying to mm-hmm. get off of it, and you can see her just like in withdrawal and stuff. Yeah. And then there's. Which also acting. Yeah. And then there's like a bit where Roger catches her just about to shoot up, mm-hmm. and he leaves, and that's when she's like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't be doing this. Um, yeah, sad. Yeah. Really sad. Also, Angel is dying. Oh, yeah, like, in this montage, yeah. Yeah. Which, Angel is also dying on stage, but dying in lots. And then they cut out... (sighs) Oh, yeah, they cut out the... Which I guess, like, contextually, in the sense of the movie, it's like, it happens in a kind of nebulous space of, like, not not reality. Yeah. But, still. (laughs) Yeah. Still. If another reason you should watch the stage play, it's yeah. Contact. Contact's a fun song. It's very weird to learn. Mm-hmm. I remember us being like, I don't know. What I think <laughs> by the night, we someone had the words underneath the sheet or something. Oh, is it? I think it's, <laughs> I knew my bit, so it was fine. I was just like, rubber. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. It's... I didn't know you guys did that. There was there Quite was clever. a time where there was a script underneath the covers <laughs> for that. Angel has AIDS and Angel dies, and it kind of comes to. And the thing is, most people with AIDS don't die from the AIDS; they die from secondary infections. Yeah. Uh, things uh, a lot of it is like normal bacteria, things that don't necessarily hurt you, but when you have like no immune system right. because of the AIDS. Yeah. It just flares up and kills you. Um so we end up in October. It's Halloween. It's Angel's funeral. It happens pretty much the same way it happens in the play, except they get to fade in and fade out of people. Rather than just having their comments as they walk in and off. Yeah. Um and we get I'll cover you the prize, which is the saddest fucking thing yeah. you'll ever witness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the relationship that was, like, destroyed. Yeah. And so to have one of you die, it's sad. It's like when it was... Okay. It's always the lively one, the young one, the fun one, the one that doesn't deserve to die, that dies. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, like a loss of innocence kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh dang it. Yep. But but yes, um it's very 
Kind of, so it, 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 they, they, they lose a lot of it. And they keep, okay, so they keep the dialogue in the soundtrack. Yeah. But they cut it out of the movie. They kind of have goodbye love, but just the beginning of it. It's, let me see, let me just, they have, to it. <laughs> they, it's just the beginning of it. It is the bit where they, they're walking off <laughs> from, um, the gravesite and like it's true you saw that's just Halloween also just while you're saying it's just the two months of Roger being like Halloween this year last year na 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 oh and right yeah, yeah, yeah goodbye they only keep a bit of goodbye love oh, okay where they're Fair just enough. like it's true you sold Watch your guitar and bought a car, a car. it's true I mean now for Santa Fe it's true, you're <laughs> with this yuppie scum. Honestly, you said that. Cannot, cannot erase the soundtrack from my brain. But then, um, yeah, so during that bit, they're fighting. Um, we have, we have um, Mimi is with Benny now. Is he cheating on his wife? Is he... What? Okay. Anyway, he, she's with Benny somehow. And, um, which also, by the way, I forgot to mention this, um, this happens during, uh, Without You. Okay. Like, towards the end, we see Benny come into the dressing room of the strip club yeah. and hold her. And yeah. I was like, that makes zero sense to me that's a weird ass fucking shot like could he not have hugged her elsewhere like couldn't there have been it just makes no sense to me mm. like whatever and I know they were establishing that they got back together or whatever but like yeah. what kind of different way to do that anyway I mean I don't feel like together together or if it's like they're he's kind of emotionally supporting her through this time yeah but like he's so defensive about like you said you wouldn't have wouldn't talk to him again kind of yeah. thing in a way that seems to me less about like her and more about him yeah so enough. anyway so yeah they are together and benny's like why are you talking to this dude and roger's like ugh, fuck this and mimi's like i'm in a weird position 
And Maureen is like, hey, I'm going to interject. To which Joanna's like, stay out of their business. To which then they fight. And we have Joanne and Mimi being like, I'd be happy to die for a taste of what Angel had. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Not at his funeral where Collins is like two feet away from you. And, um, oh, oh yes. My, that's are nice for me. That's so my favorite part of the song is just Roger, Rogering, being the most Roger, Roger the fuck out. And being like, oh, your words are nice, Mimi. But love not ruins me. Oh, God. I should know. I should. <laughs> Fucking, it's ugh, dramatic. Love it. You said you'd all be cool today. So please, for my sake. For yeah. his sake, yeah. damn it. <laughs> but this is where this would transition into. Goodbye, love. But they don't have that. Yeah. They have goodbye, love, and they call it goodbye, love, but they don't have the whole song. So. Yeah. We miss, which makes me sad because we miss the part of Mark and Roger telling Fighting. each other yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, like, Roger being like, you say you want to be part of a community and whatever, but, like, you're just stuck behind a camera, which is true. We yeah. see him throughout the movie, throughout the show, like, filming rather than participating being a voyeur mm-hmm. and um uh Ro- mark says to roger like what did he say to Roger? <laughs> uh yeah like hey for someone who's always been let down he's heading out of town yeah for someone who longs for a community of his own who's with his camera alone, alone. <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah they head into what you own where um roger is in yeah. And he's just on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the desert. Sure. How far is Santa Fe? I don't Go. know. We see him drive. We see him on a mountain. We see him buy a guitar um, towards well, the end. He's, he's sell- no, because he sold, he sold his guitar, guitar and car. bought a car. Yeah. And then when he gets to Santa Fe, he sells the car and buys, buys a guitar. guitar. Yeah. But then when he's going back home, he hasn't enough money for the bus ticket. All the way back to New York. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Um, but yeah, in the song, they're just sort of reflecting yeah. on the fight that they had, but we don't get that fight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Angel. Wait, who sees Angel? Mark sees Angel everywhere, kind of. No, or Mark, hears, Mark Angel, hears Angel. And Roger sees Mimi mm-hmm. everywhere. And then they're like, no, we miss each other. So (laughs) Roger comes back. Also, it's it's just another moment where they talk about rent in the films Mm -hmm. rather than, like, it's rent in the physical sense, as in they don't have enough money, but also rent in the metaphysical sense, as in you rent things, like emotional support from other people. You rent... You, like you rent, I think Angel and Collins spoke about like using love as rent payment mm. for um, each other, yep. and then um, they say a line in "What You Own," which is, "I escape and ape content. I don't own English." And 
Iran. <laughs> right. Um, so I guess it's like Jonathan was just talking and then it became like he just talked about women. Uh, sure. The something irrelevant. Yeah. Um, yeah. During this montage, anyway, we also see that Mimi has gone missing. Um, it's immediately after the song. Right. I mean, yeah. So she's gone missing, and so everyone's sort of looking for her. Yeah. Um, and then Joanne and Lorraine find her. Yeah. Sort of. Like she's been missing for a while. Yeah. And it's winter again. Snowing, cold. I'm guessing it's her sister. Yeah. Um, so she's sort of exposed and is dying ugly places, basically. Yeah. By the time she's found, they. <laughs> it's weird because in the movie, they say, like, Mark, Roger. And so they run out to look. Mm-hmm. And, like, they say, oh, we found her in the street, blah, blah, blah. She's cold. But. Mark and Roger still they they can see mm-hmm. this ha- they can see, but then take like the whole time for like Maureen and Joanne to be like, hey, we found her in the cold, blah blah blah. She's shaking, da da da. To be then like, Mimi. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, they Mimi is taken up, and they're like, it's cold. And it's like, I love the no room on the couch. And I'm like, shove the shit off. Yeah. But no, just put her on a table. Like, take the time to get a blanket and spread it on the table. Yeah. The same time you could have taken to shove the shit off the couch. Yeah. Which would have been warmer than that table. Yep. <laughs> I, I am your sense, your senses. Your sensibility is killing me. But yeah, so then she's like shivering and dying. Yeah. Um. And they're just sort of like, I should tell you again because yeah. they—that's a, a motif, really. Um, the I should tell you, I should tell you is a motif. So yeah. they, he's like, I should tell you, I've always loved you, or whatever. And she's like, I should tell you, I that it wasn't anything, and whatever. And they're like, shh, it's fine. Yeah. <sighs> and this is where they kept Mimi's name for him to go, Mimi. Because that happens in La Boheme mm-hmm. when <laughs> Mimi dies, which is the end of La Boheme. She dies and uh, Rodolfo or whatever his name is, is like, or Ronaldo, I actually have no idea, um, <laughs> is like, Mimi. And then the show ends. Mm-hmm. This is why they kept her name. So it's finale and then it's your eyes. So the song that Roger has been working on for, for, for since the beginning of the play. He and sings it to Mimi. The worst one. <laughs> not the worst one, I'm not lying. But like it's not good. It's not great. I mean it it had a it had a purpose. Um in my eyes. I can see it in your Um, I just I, I think Jonathan just decided I'm gonna use Musetta's waltz in yeah. this, and you can't tell me anything. <laughs> yeah, so it comes back over and over. Um, but yeah, yeah. Then she wakes up. Yeah, and is like, ah, I saw Angel, <laughs> and she was like, "It's not your time to die. Listen to that pretty boy's pretty song." 
facing um, the finale. Thank God this moment's not the last. (laughs) And also, Mark has finished his film that he was working on for the entire year. Uh, Okay, okay, we'll get into it because it's right at the end. We're at the end now. Yeah. So yeah, it it happens. Sad, whatever. Um, (laughs) No, do but do it, and then they have uh, uh, is that how it ends? Yeah. Okay. No day but today. That ends. And then that's the end of the movie. Um, they don't have season of the finale. Because mm-hmm. that's just, they don't need to. Um, okay. And then that's the end of the movie. So this movie that Mark was making <laughs> is not a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it has no narrative. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me. And I get <laughs> that, like, he's saying, I'm shooting without a script. But still... No one wants to just watch a bunch of friends hang out with no, like, there's no reason for it to exist. No, but you say that, and I am immediately thrown back to Anna and the Apocalypse, and, oh god, what's uh, his name? the his, kid, his, yeah, his, his and last his film, film was, was also <laughs> just a fucking life. home movie. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same. I, I, like, he's a kid or whatever, and that's mm-hmm. not yet necessarily good, that's not his life yeah that marks is built up to be yeah and like it's just i wish there was like no narrative mm-hmm. and i wish he'd it, it had been like you know following these friends throughout the year uh maybe like just sort of a, a sort of something that it is about because yes. it's about nothing <laughs> and it's just a bunch of friends smiling and laughing and goofing off and whatever and we don't really get like there's just it's what is happening (laughs) it's not a good movie um but they all like sort of gather like oh isn't that lovely that's so cute it's cute for you for us who like like if i didn't know you i'd be like why are you making me watch this (laughs) anyway that's fine whatever also, I just, I hate Maureen. <laughs> Jesus, okay. I do. Like, the way people have a problem with Mark, mm-hmm. I have that problem with Maureen. Because she is Mark, but worse. So, like, there are people who criticize Mark for being, like, um, like, he's suffering, but he doesn't have to. Yeah. For two reasons. One, he's you know he can get a job like he's offered a job or whatever mm-hmm. which he quits during what you loan yeah. um like he can make money he can pay rent he's choosing not to mm-hmm. there's also the fact that he seems to be from a fairly well-off family mm-hmm. despite the fact that they whatever irritate him they could help him with rent or he could go home or whatever right yeah. but he's choosing not to whereas like we have Collins, who was fired from his job and has no choice. Mm -hmm. We have, I don't know what Angel's financial situation really is outside of killing the dog. (laughs) Killing animals. So, so you know, like, I just feel like he's, like, choosing not to. And in that same way, I feel Maureen is. Because she has, we can see her 
parents seem fairly, I feel like they're fairly supportive. Mm -hmm. And if she needed the money, she could, you know, get, you know what I mean? She's like, again, also suffering when she doesn't have to. And like, like Benny said, I believe Benny when he says she's not protesting the um, squatters or anything for the squatters or anything. She's protesting leaving her performance space. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. Because she's incredibly self-centered. Mm-hmm. You see it both in the show and in the movie, where it's sort of like in the movie they have they have like kind of like throwaway-ish lines where, um, you know, she's like, oh, it's my, like, um, sort of, it's my footage that got you the job or whatever. And it's like, please celebrate me for being like me yeah. or whatever. And in the... In the show, they have during New- Happy New Year or whatever they they're talking about, um, they're talking about um, that same. They're still talking about the footage or whatever, and she's like, "Hey, it's you know, like, what if I, you know?" She's like inserting herself into the narrative where she doesn't have to be, yeah. and like she's just really just about her, and she gaslights Joanne so much, which I totally be- like think she did the same thing to Mark. Despite the fact that Mark is still in love with her, definitely think she did him dirty and is doing Joanne dirty, which is why I'm like, Joanne, (laughs) you're smarter than this. (laughs) You see her, like, not treating you well, and you're going to take her word for it. Be like, all you had to do was ask. Now I'm committed to you. No. Uh, And then, like, I mean, okay, and then this has less like the character can't help it because this is how she was written she is a de- one of the few depictions that we get of bisexuals and it's like of a bisexual person and it's like that typical thing that people always sort of believe of bisexuals to be like very promiscuous and yeah. very sort of self-serving sexually and emotionally and it's just it's about them and they can be whoever and wherever and whatever and you know it's just like an unfair depiction because it's like it's the it's this recurring idea that because you are into more than one gender you're also then capable of you in are incapable of monogamy which is like not how that works so like i just it also bothers me that she was written that way um but I, all of that, I say that it's not completely fair. Like, there is, there's a lot of criticisms of Rent, like, online. You can look it up. There's the Lindsay Ellis video that I spoke about. There's, like, other people that have done videos and stuff. So, if you want to know, there, there are some that I'm like, okay, I give it to you. Like, sure, that makes sense that you're, like, that's a thing that you have a gripe with. Like, with how the writing and all of that's depicted. But that's you know, whatever. You can go look at that. Look that up. But I will say to all the criticism criticism that is given is that um, they didn't really have an opportunity to, like, rewrite the yeah. show as it went. Because, like, a lot of shows, after they're, they, like, start performing them, yeah. they get feedback. They sort of get a sense of what works better, what's too long, what's too short, what's 
needs more explaining, what needs less explaining, um, whatever. And they get to rewrite the show as they go along before they go to Broadway or to whatever. Yeah. Um, but they didn't really have that opportunity because the writer, like, unfortunately passed away, like, before the first performance. Yeah. And so I do understand, like, with all the criticism that, like, yeah, it's not perfect, but it didn't really have a fair shot. Yeah. So that was a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of feelings to get out. I mean, fair. I, I don't know. I think I just, because I'm so imbued with the knowledge of Glenn, um, and like the facets of it, I it, it's difficult for me to extricate myself sometimes from the way I feel about uh, it uh, emotionally, rather than just thinking about it critically. Yeah. Um, because I see this not necessarily from like what the characters are doing, but from the the author's intentions yeah. and I think his intentions as much as he isn't Mark he kind of is Mark yeah. in that I'm pretty sure Jonathan Lawson came from like not a well off family but his family was doing alright um, in another state yeah. and he went to New York because that's the thing that you do as an artist and he was working as a waiter because that's the thing that you do as an artist <laughs> and it's <laughs> like starving and like living in this like what what is it tick tick boom tick tick boom is kind of autobiographical yeah autobiographical that first one wasn't <laughs> a word <laughs> that first one was not a word um which is basically him in this one-room apartment and, like, his shower gets... The shower is in the cereal and it's, like, a whole thing. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he didn't have to be that way, but pursuing a passion, you kind of... And also it makes you kind of feel like you're in it as well because then you're like, oh, I was struggling yeah, so much. authentic. And now, like success is gonna happen eventually yeah. whatever have you not but i think his intention was to portray life as himself pseudo pseudo self-insert mark mm-hmm. and the lives of the people that he knew i think he was because of the aids crisis i think it was an attempt to preserve some of the personalities that he'd met because people were dying around him yeah and it's it's such a different time to think about where you have potentially all these artist friends who are dying around you yeah and it's it's so i'm pretty sure i read that he had friends who died around him and it's it's such a different time to think about because they pretty much have hiv under control like tests and things you can do um to you can i think there's um medication you can take to reduce um how much it can make you ill so you don't test for anything so it's just it's such a different time now 20 years later and to think about when he was writing this yeah was it the 20th no it was 
sure. <laughs> so 30 years later, and guys, 30 years later. Anyway, um, yeah, so just to, to think about his intention when he was writing this, it's, it's more of a, it's not a documentary because it's also inspired by Bob Wayne. But I think it was kind of meant to show that these are the lives these people are living. And yeah. Mark is always still kind of adjacent to what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's like in Love OM. I think the thing is, because in Love OM they had consumption. Yeah. And that was the... Yeah, that was the um, disease. <laughs> and so, like, it's... I think he chose well... And in terms of like what to adapt, but also I think what some of the criticism is is that because it's not a one to one exchange mm-hmm. in terms of how it was treated, because like um, with consumption or with tuberculosis, there wasn't really much they could do or the government could do or whatever. They, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, whereas with um, AIDS around that time, there was a lot of like hullabaloo going on and like protests and like, you know, and I think what the criticism there usually is that it isn't they didn't he didn't write that part of it, which is like also like can't expect one person to depict <laughs> yeah. everything. And, like, to represent everything, especially if they're writing from perspective, from their perspective, and what they did, and what their friends did, and how they were treating it, and how they were, like, how their lives were. And so it's just, yeah, it's just, it's like, it's, it's, I get it, but also, and I respect your criticism, but I also, and I don't necessarily reject it, but I don't share it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, want to get to rating? Yeah. Oh, rating. I'm biased. Let's start this off. <laughs> I'm soups biased. <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoy the music. It's never been a case of like. It's more like, do I enjoy all of the music equally? No. Right. But that can be said with pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some songs that I absolutely enjoy. There aren't any songs that I just don't want to listen to. Right. Like, there are some musicals where you're like, okay, but I like, like, five out of the 13 songs that yeah. I hear. Um, with this one, there's never a song except maybe, um, I should tell you. <laughs> Sleepy. <laughs> because it's just it's also short as well mm. and e- i even prefer like will i to i should tell you but also i just feel like you don't need it mm. in that kind of a sense yeah. whereas like you don't need will i it's not a part sure, sure, of sure. the story yeah it's but i love it and so it has to stay right um but no i i think for for the music uh musicature musical score, I think guitar, guitars. Right. So like a guitar and the ukulele. Sure. 
Um, I enjoy the music. It's fun. When I was watching it, I sang through <laughs> everything, even the spoken parts. Um, I do really, really do like the music. Um, and I think I would give, I will give it 3.75 guitars. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, story? Story. Uh, it has one. Sure. <laughs> I mean, no, but like, yeah. Some of them don't have stuff. I mean, yeah, some of them. But it it has it it's it's it does the musical thing where time gets wibbly wobbly until it's important. Mm-hmm. And like the first act is wibbly wobbly timey wimey people of color. Mm-hmm. Um uh and it's not important like the the first act is two days mm-hmm. and you're like what and then the second act is a year mm-hmm. i was like what but we just skip through like spring and summer yeah because that's not important just like people break up and get back together and start dying and play like that yeah and so i can also appreciate that because it's an adaptation of something else he's trying to kind of work within the bounds of the previous story while still making it something new so i will say for that um i'll give it a good three for the story okay yeah um yeah it's a fair adaptation i've not seen la bohème but like i said i the synopsis which is not the same thing <laughs> but at the very least i get the idea of how it's supposed to go and um yeah i mean it's a fair adaptation um i in i like the modernization i guess of it um it's decent i can't really say more <laughs> um so yeah i, I give it like uh, three cameras. Yes. Um, and for overall enjoyment, I mean, I always enjoy it. Like, yeah. it's not, it's never gonna be a thing that I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, I... <laughs> Again, it's something that I caught on accident, and it has somehow shaped my life. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> this keeps happening to me. Um... So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a big old four point five for enjoyment because I mean it makes me sad, but and like it it builds up to a high and like most of the best things happen in the first act, the the fun parts happen in the first act, but that's all musicals. Yeah, that's typical. <laughs> um, but yeah, four point five drumsticks. So like four pair and I'm super in mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also enjoy it um, it's a fun time I'm emotional at times sometimes <laughs> but like I'm also sometimes very like 
emotionless, so I don't get sad that often. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. So I'll give it four drumsticks, so two pairs. On, tell me more, tell me more. Leanna DC, we are obsessed. Do, 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 do. We are obsessed. Do, 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 do. This is our obsession section. Yeah. Um, so, for my obsession this week, it makes me happy and both sad at the same time. Because a person who I would have loved dearly to share this with is not in this country anymore. Oh, Chantel. <laughs> a squeegee man. And also the um the uh, the the oh shit, I can't even remember things now I'm thinking of squeegees. <laughs> <laughs> What's Jeremy's friend called? Oh, George Salazar's character? Yes. Uh, the the Michael to my Jeremy yeah is uh, not here, but be more chill is coming to London in twenty twenty, so twenty twenty is shaping up to be a good year for me, um, and it's also featuring some of the cast who were in Six mm-hmm. the musical, so I know they can sing really well yeah. Uh, and I'm just I'm really excited about it. I I I just it's 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 become so much of a thing for me that I stopped paying much attention to it. And then as soon as I saw an ad for it, I almost had a heart attack uh, because it was just so much. I felt so much emotion mm-hmm. and instant connection. Just really want to see it. I want to see what they do. I want to see the staging. I want to be in it if I can get there. <laughs> Fair. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's my that's my obsession. Um, mine. So between the last time we recorded and now today, um, the trailer for In the Heights came Shit. out, and <laughs> I'm obsessed with that oh my god so fucking good so many emotions chills goosebumps the whole shebang like seeing anthony ramos <laughs> like oh seeing vanessa seeing the salon girl seeing all of all of it just like every part of it i'm super excited i know i'm gonna be emotional i know it's gonna be a fun time and also, Daphne Ruben Vega, yeah, who was in Rent, yes, in the as original, the original broadcast, yep, yep, is in in the Heights, neat bow, wrapped it up, did the perfect thing, up, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, it's just, it's, I'm excited, um, not only because we did in the Heights, like, yeah, regardless of that, it just looks like it's gonna be a fucking good movie, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see all the dancing and all the, it's just fun. It's going to be fun. And I know it's going to be fun. And I know I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it. Um, our friends are obsessed as well mm-hmm. because 
you're not in it, but the musical theater group chat for this year is just like for the past week has okay. just been in the height things. Okay. And I keep like, I'm like, I'm so sorry, new kids. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening to our Runt podcast episode. Uh, by now, uh, Christmas has happened already. So now <laughs> it's Happy New Year's Eve. Because <laughs> that's when this is coming out. Happy New Year's Eve. Um, hope you. I don't know. I doubt you're gonna listen to this on New Year's Eve, but just so you know, it's New Year's Eve when I talk, <laughs> when I post this. So yeah. Um, thank you for listening, and follow us on our social media on Twitter and Instagram at TMMTMM Podcast. Um, on Tumblr at Tell Me More Tell Me More dot Tumblr dot Nope Tell Me More Tell Me More Podcast dot tumblr dot com uh you can email us about anything theater musical theater related or musical related music whatever um at tell me more tell me more podcast at gmail.com you can listen to our favorite songs um from each episode uh on our spotify look for tmm tmm podcast on spotify it is our only playlist, I think. Um, you can go and listen to our favorite songs. You can support us on Patreon. Um, look for us, TMM, TMM Podcast, or Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast. It should show up. Um, we already have two bonus episodes that you can listen to. You support us by just, I don't know, contributing any amount of money that you can or are willing to give us for Tell Me More, Tell Me More uh, we're closing off this year. <laughs> I have been your host, Liana. And I've been your host, Odysseus. And we'll catch you in 2020. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
magically floats <laughs> above it and then lands on the other side. And I was so bothered by the fact that there was just no ramp. Nick, he's just that good, okay? He's a cool rider. Alright, and he like does a wheelie all the time. He's constantly just popping a wheelie and I'm like, stop it. Our Patreon is still pay whatever you want. I would like a pound. <laughs> but um, really, it's up to you. And yes, so for the full episode, check us out on Patreon. Tell me more, tell me more podcast. You can search us up on there. Um, we're also TMM, TMM podcasts on several internet social media sites. So if you want more information, you can find us there as well. Anyway, bye.